Awareness Podcast with Nicole and John Ellen. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Radical Awareness Podcast with Nicole and John. How are you today? Mm, pretty good. Mm, here we are. It is a rainy day, rainy day, rainy day here <laughs> in our fair city, and it is our eleventeenth week of. A bajillion days of being in our lockdown state. So the uh, inspiration kind of comes out of that for this episode. And we're going to talk about these kind of modes of communication that we see ourselves um, using and how conversations can go haywire and how miscommunication comes from not being clear about Mm -hmm. what you're trying to talk about when it comes to kind of the juicy topics, these kind of polarizing subjects that are this wonderful current global pandemic situation and the interpretations, particularly here in our little country known as New Zealand. Mm. And I think as we go into this, it's, it relates to so many other topics that are currently going on, but that also relate to history and the confusion. And when people are trying to seek understanding or more so like prove their point to feel right, they don't land it correctly because <laughs> there's lots of different topics. So what we're going to specifically talk about and kind of touch on how this this happens in other ways is three main examples of things that are being talked about right now but get crossed into each other as if they can kind of cancel each other out and why this type of communication doesn't support greater understanding and just means that we're going around and around in a circle because we're not actually addressing the issue we're trying to talk to. So at the moment, we've got one 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 topic is coronavirus. The virus itself? The right, people getting sick from it. said virus. Now within this topic... There's also many perceptions many, many. around that and around how viruses are interpreted and around SARS-CoV-2 and around said variants and how this is being tested and how this has actually been isolated. And some people are like, it's this highly dangerous thing that spreads between people and it doesn't matter who you are, you're going to get it. We're right on the other end of the spectrum. We're saying it doesn't actually exist. Now, this is quite a a wide, broad um And there's lots of other, other, other points in between, of course. We're not saying it's just those two things. That is no, a- I'm trying to give the ends of the spectrum mm. um, to point out how far they go. And I think what's super important to understand when we're talking about this is they're all right and they're all wrong. Mm. You know, as individuals, our perception means something. And what's crazy is when you're like, well, this is the only truth. And it's like, well, actually, because we're basing it all on <laughs> – science and scientific materialism, understanding that when you go through the process of science, which is actually a process of curiosity and hypothesizing and then coming to different conclusions and sharing that and always being open to the fact that it could change, but also from this kind of quantum perspective, quantum mechanics, that the observer of said experiment will actually influence the result means that 100% perception is always involved in any type of scientific discoveries. So this this array, this spectrum of what coronavirus or COVID-19 or this whole pandemic we've been in 
is so, so vast and there's many opinions. So that's one subject that gets talked about a lot. Cool. Let's park that over there. Let's call that the virus topic. That's the virus topic. Topic number two is vaccination, Mm. right? And so a lot of times when we're talking about vaccination, it gets pulled into the virus topic. But a COVID-19 vaccination is, has got nothing to do with the virus COVID-19. Those are separate topics and they need to be kept separate when we're discussing them. Talking about a vaccine and then using, oh, but my so-and-so got COVID isn't a response to the vaccine, right? The vaccine is a separate subject in itself. And this, it really irritates me when I watch the discussions that happen where people are trying to shame each other, jumping from topic to topic rather than actually focusing on what they're discussing and looking at those points and the research or science or different types of knowing and people's own intuition and feeling and sense and everything isn't taken into consideration because we're jumping out of that said topic. So vaccinations, whether you have got a vaccination, two vaccinations, boosters, no vaccinations, that is all personal choice. But there's also something within this topic where some people believe personal choice is a thing we should all have. And other people do not believe that, that they believe that we should not have any personal choice or freedom here, that we should all, every single person should line up to take it. And if your constitution um, has already showed you that if you have this, you'll die, it doesn't matter because that's what you should do for the greater good. And a lot of people um, are suggesting that because that's where their fear is is leading them to. But that's, you know, their legitimate opinion and they're allowed to have that. I think maybe a lot of them don't understand that what they're endorsing is that people would die from that. But that is part of this, this conversation um, around vaccination. And the topic of vaccination, when we're just solely focusing on this aspect, isn't just relevant to the COVID-19 vaccination, or I shouldn't even call it that, the COVID-19 injection, let's say, because no part of it is is under any ground of historical vaccination. It is much more gene therapy that most of you probably know at this point and is being massively played down to be something that is perceivably safe and effective, which again, some people believe and some people do not for their own reasons on either side. And potentially for their own benefit as well, because if we are looking at the idea of this really coming in from the point of what you believe will influence how you react, then it's a very safe for someone to believe what they're going to believe if they're going to choose to get it. So, 100%. The placebo and the nocebo effects are really, really important to remember and they do play a huge role, maybe the main role, um, mm. if, if you were asking me, but that's just my personal opinion on this. Um, and with vaccination, this, this idea of, of injecting whole populations to avoid some crisis as the only solution has has a very um, deep history for the last 200 years. And a lot of the history has not been heard properly um, through the mainstream voices, I don't know, mm-hmm. um, that it's kind of been, been very well hidden, the voices that have been speaking a different narrative and another side of, of this kind of story and a lot of times very toxic story. Obviously, by the way I'm talking, you can probably tell where I I personally stand, but that's not to say that I can't (laughs) love the people in my life who stand in a different place here, a different perspective. But remembering that within, like within the virus story, within the vaccine story, there's so many 
different perceptions. Some people are just a little bit nervous about this shot because it's a little bit unknown. And there's a lot of evidence that's piling up of, of things not going so well. And the, also the unknown side effects, um, really long-term, not, not 18 months long-term, like actual long-term side effects, uh, which I think don't get talked about because they won't do the research into side effects, long-term side effects. And I'm talking five, 10, 20, 30 years, long-term side effects of what this type of thing can do. Um, so there, that's the vaccine. I was going to say something else. It's eluded me, but that's the, that's the vaccine topic topic there. So that's in number a, two, right? In a, in a little nutshell, obviously the nutshell is much bigger than that, but we've jammed it into, I know, could go on and on my friends, <laughs> a, a good little, uh, three and a half minute nugget. Yeah. It's a very interesting, it's a very, very interesting story. It's very, it, it interconnects to more things than I think most people understand that it's not some sideline thing. And it also when we are, it's just to go a little bit into this, when we go into the um, medical brotherhood industry and paint this whole picture and then put vaccines in it, you will get a very different picture on what the medical industry is as well, because the medical industry is really based on sickness, mm. not healing. And I'm not saying that because I'm some weird conspiracy theorist. I mean, if you look at it, right, if you look at medicine, it's all about sick and staying sick. That's what it is. And healing kind of happens somewhere else. It generally happens outside of medicine, which is just so curious when you when you step back and look at that. And I know for myself um, and, and my journey, a lot of this kind of unraveling and learning is because once I personally removed myself from the grips of the medical industry, I was no longer sick all the time. I didn't have the same problems. I wasn't on the drugs. I didn't have the same even emotional issues. I didn't have a lot of the stuff. I have the residue that I've had to personally work through. But there is this whole other side within the vaccine story. I mean, within all the stories, actually, that looks at um, medical trauma, which we'll talk about a different time, but it's a big thing to understand. And especially if you're kind of confused about why people have such big reactions on the vaccine story and why this is coming out is because it directly links into medical trauma, um, which is a really big story. And it's not just the story of maybe our own life experience now, mm. but it's an intergenerational story. And <clears throat> I think especially more for minority groups and for females. So when I hear the, and you know, I love my white males, I'm married to one and sitting next to one. But when I hear, you know, the sort of white male getting up and, and it's really hasty, let's say, with their views on everybody getting vaccinated, it kind of makes me laugh because I'm like, oh, you have no idea what you're talking about when you haven't been in another type of group. And understanding that within this medical model and within the scientific research within medicine, it's not many experiments sorry, and scientific research is actually done on females because we're too hard to work with because of our hormonal cycles. So this idea that, say, the, with the Pfizer vaccine, that it was the CDC and Pfizer themselves were saying it is not safe for pregnant women, it's not safe if you're breastfeeding, all of these things came out, and then it just changed. Now, no other studies were done to my knowledge, <laughs> just one day the government's like, oh no, it's totally fine for a pregnant woman. Now they back that they, you know, we work with science and we're so logical and down the line, but you can't just make up a scientific study and then say it's science. 
right? No, you really can't. That's not science. No. And if you have got that that study and you're listening to this, please do send it to us because I would love to read the actual, um, the scientific uh, evidence. And I'm, when I say scientific evidence, I'm talking peer-reviewed studies that is not funded by any pharmaceutical or any corporation that is benefiting off the vaccination itself. Then I would love to see this the study that says it's okay for basically any woman who wants to have a child, any pregnant woman, and any woman who is breastfeeding a child. I'm really interested in seeing that. But I digress. So the we've got we've got um, the virus the topic. Virus. We've got the vaccination topic, and then our third and <laughs> definitely not least is the what should we call it? The coercion tyrannical. D- d- What's that word? Starting with D. Draconian. Draconian, yes. The draconian approach to control, which you might see manifest depending on which part of the world you're in. You might see manifest in something such as a um, vaccine passport system, uh, a segregation system, uh, a system. You might you might call it traffic lights. You might call it traffic <laughs> lights, yeah. Or, oh, or tra- so nice. trafficking. Maybe you, we're human trafficking, human trafficking some people over here and some over there. Emotionally play on all of our, for our generation, on Cobb & Co to just take us back to that delicious beverage. So we're like, oh, traffic lights, aren't they fun? I had a good time with my family oh, with my little crunchy chips and my traffic light drink. Thanks, Cindy. <laughs> yes, well, maybe that's where she went. Yes. <laughs> too far, guys, too, too far. far. Um, but these forms of segregating society based on medical choice, um, it's a different topic altogether. It's not the vaccination topic. It's not the virus topic. Um, and they tend to get mashed together, particularly when someone who is trying to express their views um gets dysregulated let's see they let's say they get a little bit hyper aroused they go they go a little bit um into kind of fight mode or um anger mode um some somewhere where they get a, a little bit irrational and then all of a sudden all of the all of these things mash into one and words are thrown in all sorts of directions um about people being dangerous or uh trying to kill the vulnerable or all sorts of wonderful things. Well, that, that now that if we're not getting vaccinated, we're the cause for businesses being closed. We're the cause of mm. of vaccinated people not having their freedom. And I've just seen so many people just going at it. And you're like, guys, the people taking your freedom away is the government, not the unvaccinated, not individuals people. who aren't getting vaccinated for their own personal reasons. Like the government is doing this. Week this could all change tomorrow. I saw someone just compare it. Someone was talking about. Um, Medical freedom, basically, like it doesn't matter what you choose; it's your choice. We've actually just got to come together and unite, which is the biggest message of of this this said topic. And someone had commented on the post, being like, "Oh, that's just stupid. Your interpretation of of freedom isn't real." And basically, it's like saying that we're not following the speed limit and that we just all drink and drive. Now, I don't mean to point it, but this is a, this is the red herring, right? This is yeah. like bringing in something that's completely off topic to try and derail something and also not having like what John is saying, the ability to truly listen with your heart, to listen with your whole body, to listen with your cells, to be like, I am curious to why this person in my life who I probably love and respect 
is really, really passionate about that, why they're, they're kind of screaming, why they're trying to get my attention. And instead of just defaulting into your reaction pattern and, and trying to derail somebody, trying to, to squash them, open yourself, find your heart, find your feet in your ground, and then listen, really, really listen. And I had another beautiful example today of a friend who was sharing with us where they had actually seen someone put up a similar post just saying, you know, all these people in Auckland need to get vaccinated now. It's the only way and was very, very aggressive in their views. And and our friend contacted them. I'm not sure what they said, but gently did. And anyway, this other person ended up deleting their post. So there are ways that we can navigate together. But the only way to navigate, especially around any of this, is through love and understanding, mm-hmm. through compassion, through because we are all just nervous systems walking around, right? We are susceptible, um, if we don't have a level of awareness, to our physiology, to our biology, and we're just moving in and out of these states. So we can be really like what John said, hyper aroused in this fight or flight, this sympathetic, this very go, go, go. We go to anger very quickly. We go to frustration very quickly. We we defend ourselves very quickly. And then the other end of that is this hype, oh, um, state, which is kind of, they call it sort of a dorsal, but it's a very flat collapsed. What's the point? Hopeless, helpless avoidance, um, kind of state. And you might say that maybe that would benefit, uh, someone like a government who's trying to get everybody vaccinated to get you into that. What's the point state. So you do succumb Mm. to what's going on, especially as we're being surrounded by what could be described as threat cues all of the time. And there's only so long that you can manage to maintain yourself in a state of hyperarousal before you inevitably collapse mm-hmm. into that hypo what's the point state. And that doesn't mean you're stuck there. Um, it literally means you'll spend a little bit of time there and then maybe something's going to, you know, turn things back and you'll, and you'll get back up. And to say, you can't avoid this. Mm. This is all of our biology. None of us are avoiding this right now. You can have a, well, you can, but you'd literally be enlightened. You can have awareness to what's going on. You can identify the states that you're in to help you move back. Because in between this, there is a the balanced state or what we call from a polyvagal theory point of view is you're socially engaged, right? You're in this, this balanced state where you're able to still feel the energy of say the sympathetic that kind of like oh I've got anger but you you you, you're using that energy in a more balanced way to be like okay like what can I do with this and in that more centered balanced state you're actually able to listen you're able to remain curious and you're able to make change and that might just be change in a perception if you are in the hyper aroused or the hypo aroused state you are unable to access change which means perceptions cannot change. You are unable to be curious. You are unable to listen. You are unable to access any other information. You're basically just a robot being controlled by the external environment. Now we all experience this all of the time, especially at the moment, because like what John touched on, the the nervous system is constantly responding to either safety cues, whether that's internal or external, and responding to threat cues, whether internal or external. Now, when the leaders of said place, under the guise of safety and public health, are using threat cues, your body doesn't understand that those threat cues are supposed to be for safety. That's just a story they're telling. You go into a threat response, 
And it is very hard to be taking that all the time and maintaining your balance. And if you don't have any practices or tools and you don't understand this, you don't have awareness, then there is no way you're staying balanced, which means people are going from hyper to hypo every day, all the time. And those threat cues can be something as simple as seeing someone wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. Because previously that has, like we touched on earlier, like Nicole mentioned, a relationship to this concept of medical trauma. Because previous times where you've seen someone wearing a mask might have been when uh, a relative or yourself was going for an operation. Mm -hmm. And you saw people wearing masks. And being in a hospital is generally not a... uh, Healing experience, yes, some might say. <laughs> and it's not, a, it's not a pleasant experience. So if you have memories of seeing those medical masks, they're generally attached to some level of stress, whether that's stress and worry about what's going to happen or to someone else or to yourself. Mm. And so those little threat cues are everywhere. And then the constant reminders to stay safe, even just the term stay safe, the, the response is, What do I have to stay safe from? There must be a threat. I'm being attacked. So there's something out there that's trying to get me. And it's become part of our language to the point where complete strangers will say it to you as a as a kind of salutation, as a as a greeting or a not really a greeting, but more more of a farewell. People are like, all right, have a good day, stay safe. All of a sudden you're like, what? Why 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 am I not safe? You know? So threat cues that everywhere. Yeah. And it's very, very intense to to regulate under those conditions because I don't mean to alarm any of you, but we are safe. We're safe inside of ourselves, but that comes from doing the inner work. And then at the moment, the bombardment of of the threat cues and everything around is really challenging. And then how we started is what becomes really confusing is then mixing all of these topics together. And so you just end up in this kind of bizarre, spicy, emotional soup where it's hard to navigate and regulate because you're like, what, what am I talking about again? Wait, where, where do I stand on that? And if you, if you came into this pandemic and you had no idea when you stood on anything, then it's very, very messy. And also brings me to this idea that you should never have to have a medical treatment because you just feel beaten down. Because mm. you feel worn down because you're just like, I actually can't be bothered. Because you're going to lose your job. That is not... That is not okay. That in itself is not informed consent. Now, legally, legally, by the law, you have to have informed consent. But if if any part of you doubts it or doesn't want to have it or just feels beaten down, that's not informed consent. That is that is coercion and that is medical trauma. So everybody's being traumatized. We all have been. We're basically a nation who are now in a collective PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder. Or maybe just TSD. Because it's still happening. Current. <laughs> traumatic stress disorder in, in progress. Yeah, yeah. Current traumatic stress disorder. <laughs> but it's just rolling on itself, which what the way that dysregulates our nervous system is quite disturbing. Um, if you're looking at it from this perspective, uh, like we are and, and seeing how this is going to happen. And for us, it's really interesting because, you know, we run a, a business that the foundation of that business is to be trauma informed. And the definition of trauma is having choice taken away. Now we're being told by this dictatorship that we've got to take choice away and we've got to be their little minions who are bullying and creating segregation within our community. And I will say here to you all right now, I will absolutely never, ever in my existence as a human being on this planet right now, will I ever endorse segregation like that. And they can, at the end of the day, they can take everything away, but they can't touch my soul, baby. Mm. They cannot touch my soul and they can't touch yours. And the more we 
understand what we're talking about, the more we come into a place of coherence, the more we understand our, our biology, our nervous system, the more we look at these separate topics and say, okay, where do I stand on each of these and how do I want to navigate my relationships and the way I communicate different ideas and helping those people around you to understand, right, are we talking about the virus right now? Awesome. Let's keep it on the virus. Are we talking about vaccination right now? Awesome. Let's keep it on the vaccination. Are we talking about the dictatorship that's happening in this country that is completely insane? Awesome. Let's stay talking about that. And we're educating each other as we come into these unprecedented times on how to navigate with more compassion and love by actually setting a clearer boundary. Because the intention of these of the government and then how they're playing it into institutions and structures and the education system and medical system is to create national confusion, right? Because that keeps us dysregulated all the time. Then you have to ask, why would the government who has this access to this information, why would they want to keep 5 million people dysregulated all of the time? Mm. I'll leave that one for uh, our listeners to ponder. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, a ponder. They can they can ponder that one. Now our leadership has access to all of the the best minds in the country. You would think the best psychotherapists would mm. be available. You know, the best marketers. But when you're just putting gag orders on everybody, you can control the narrative quite easily. Mm. And you know what? I really hope we're wrong. It would actually be delightful. It'd be amazing. It'd be 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 quite freeing mm. in mm. some ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But it's to understand. Know your nervous system. Understand a little bit about trauma and choice. Understand what freedom is, and then know that there's three main topics: the virus the vaccination, and this tyrannical dictatorship that is taking away all of our choice and freedom. Three different topics. So we're going to leave it there for today. Again, thank you for listening until the end if you made it here. Well done. We're very, very grateful for your listenership. Please do share if this feels safe for you to share because right now out there in this world of social media, sometimes it really does not feel safe to share on sensitive topics such as these. And we do like to go at them. So appreciate those of you who do share. Um, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, please do. Any of those little subscribes kicks us along, motivates us to get back on here and and have another chat slash rant slash release whatever you would like to call it i did say yesterday no today that i would really like a podium so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being there <laughs> uh, again thanks for listening have a wonderful rest of your day and we love you all we do mm. here's to freedom to freedom The Radical Awareness Podcast. Mm -hmm.